the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Monday, June the 12th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On June 12th, 2016, a gunman opened fire at the Pulse nightclub, a gay establishment in Orlando, Florida, left 49 people dead, 53 wounded. Omar Mateen pledged allegiance to the Islamic State group during the three-hour standoff before the police were able to kill him. Today in 1630, Englishman John Winthrop, leading a fleet carrying Puritan refugees, they arrived at the Massachusetts Bay Colony. He would later become governor. Today in 1776, Virginia's colonial legislature adopted a Declaration of Rights. Today in 1942, Anne Frank, German-born Jewish girl living in Amsterdam, she received a diary from her father for her 13th birthday gift. Less than a month, her family would go into hiding from the Nazis. She wrote about it in that diary. After, after all of that, some couple of years later or so, that diary was found and published, and we know it as Anne Frank's diary. Today in 1987, President Ronald Reagan, during a visit to the divided German city of Berlin, he uh, called out Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev. He said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I stood on that, right at that gate, actually, the Brandenburg Gate there. I've been there. I stood there. There was no crowd. Nobody knew who I was, but I could only imagine as I was looking at that what the dynamics of that was for the time and how it impacted. It rippled around the world. Um, People heard the message. I guess Gorbachev heard the message, too, because it wasn't that much after this date of 1987 today that that wall was torn down. And I happened to be in Berlin again at that time and have a piece of that wall actually on my desk. Reminds me that things can happen. If God blesses the efforts of good people, things can happen. Things that you would never think could come to to pass do come to pass. One year ago today, the members of the House Committee investigating the Capitol riot said they had uncovered enough evidence for the Justice Department to consider a criminal indictment against former President Donald Trump. They would indict him for seeking to overturn the results of the 2020 election. As you know, this is an ongoing attack, campaign, to destroy Donald Trump. I want to talk to you a little bit about that today. We'll come back to that. But a Tuesday deadline not only looms for President Trump and some of the people around him, but a Tuesday deadline looms for Prince Harry. Yes, that Prince Harry. It's a visa case. It's amid questions over his admitted drug use. He says he's used drugs. 
and he's been meddling in politics for sure. The Biden administration is going to have to decide whether to let the public see why the British royal, former British royal, received a visa to America. Oh, I know he's an important guy and he's a lefty and they like him and he's part of the group and all of that, but he wasn't supposed to be given a visa if he'd have been treated like an ordinary person. Despite admissions of illegal drug use, that would disqualify any other applicant. But despite that, they said, oh, sure, Harry, you come right over, bring your wife from North Hollywood. and Boy, I'll tell you, that's a group to behold. Anyway, the Tuesday deadline is looming, and the Biden administration will have to decide whether to let the public see why they why they allowed this to happen, why they approved his visa. We all know why, but they're going to have to either make that public despite the admissions of illegal drug use that would qualify or disqualify rather any other applicants. They're going to have to decide whether it will release Prince Harry's visa application, showing the public a glimpse into why he's allowed to reside in America and why others would have been turned away with a similar record as Prince Harry. The district District uh, Judge Carl Nichols, he's ordered the Department of Homeland Security to either expedite. The Heritage Foundation uh, filed a Freedom of Information, a FOIA request. And uh, so tomorrow is D-Day for that whole issue. The press is running away from it, of course, uh, as they always do. They don't want want to know anything about it. They want to look stunned if somebody asks them about it or dismiss it so that it appears that it's not anything important, and that perhaps is not, except that it just adds another layer to the corruption of this government that we have in power in America today. There is lawlessness on every hand. I'm not saying this Prince Harry's a big deal, but it's happening, and it's illegal. I mean, they overrode the rules that everybody has to live by, or supposedly, in America, to let Harry and his wife into America. This is happening at every level in our country. People are selectively deciding what laws to abide by and what laws don't exist or of, of no consequence. All of it pretty much, not all, but almost all of it, pretty much centers around Donald Trump, the man. <laughs> I know I know he's, he's unique. He's one of a kind. He's rough on the edges and raw and easily misunderstood. But if you look at the record, and I'm, I'm honestly not advocating for anyone, I'm simply trying to turn on the light. And if, if you don't like Trump, that's fine. But I want to turn on the light and look at what's really going on in our country today and what it means to the near future and certainly to the more distant future should the Lord tarry. This is where we are today. It is a stunning, stunning time in American history. In fact, it is 
one of a kind. No one, no president of the United States or former president has ever been indicted by a department that he was once the leader of as president of the United States. It's the first in history. But it isn't just Trump. It's anyone who might facilitate Trump or might facilitate the kind of thinking that would lead a person to vote for a Donald Trump. We learned this morning that a cease and desist letter has been sent out to Tucker Carlson. You say, Gary, is he really that important? Well, he he is. He speaks to a lot of people. Tens of millions of people have been following what he has to say on the Internet. Cease and desist letter reportedly sent out to Tucker Carlson from his previous employer, Fox News, because he went on Twitter this last week, and the I don't know what the number is this morning, but as of like Friday, it was like, I don't know, 80 million people had gone on there and watched the, the video he had put up on Twitter. And he was talking about the issues, just like he did when he was on Fox. He was the number one TV uh, news show in, in the country, and often by far, but always number one. And... Um, he went public last week after being fired, I mean, ceremoniously fired, like on a Monday morning before his show went on on Monday night. And you recall that. You've heard about it for sure. I've mentioned it a couple of times on this program. But he then said, well, I'll I'll be back. Part of his contract is that he can't be on the um, on anybody else's TV station, I guess. And uh, so as he was dumped from the lineup at Fox, it was announced that the two had parted ways and so on. Well, he they now say that Car- uh, Carlson is under contract through the end of next year, which he knew that. And Axios is reporting this morning that this missive has been sent to Carlson from Fox attorneys, pointing out the fact that he can't be on anything. He can't speak even on social media. I don't think they could do that. I don't think a court will will stand with Fox on this. I don't think somebody. Even, I I understand. Uh, I understand about these agreements. I I do. Some of you who know me know I do. But I think this is this is going too far. I I I think not in defense of Carlson. He doesn't need my defense. But I'm just saying, th- this is where we are. If there's a voice that they don't agree with, a dissident voice. To the, to the leftist, humanist, cultural Marxist march today, if there's any dissent, it is immediately attacked, and they attempt to silence it. That's what's happened with Tucker Carlson. I, I, I'm sure Sean Hannity's looking over his shoulder. I mean, I'm sure he is. And others who have influence, a circle of influence, who speak favorably toward Christian and conservative values. They will have none of that, this group in power today. This is a very serious matter, but it also is indicative of where we are in history. In Matthew chapter 24, verses 12 through 30, Jesus is talking about such things. I'm not going to go through all of the verses there. I would love to, but for time, that's not what we're doing on this program. But on verse 12 of Matthew 24 in the King James, 
The Bible says, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. In the ESV, it's a little, I generally always use the King James Version because I'm, that's what I'm used to. I grew up with that. I've memorized verses from it. I've studied it, so on, and preached from that over my lifetime. And I just haven't changed to other versions. But the ESV, many pastors have. I haven't. But English Standard Version says, And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end shall come. Let's talk about lawlessness for a moment. In July of 2019, President Donald Trump had a phone call with Ukrainian President Zelensky. During their conversation, Trump encouraged Zelensky to look into corruption from the Biden family, led by Hunter, of course, on behalf of his father, Joe Biden, brother James, and other family members inside the country. The corruption was real, given Joe Biden was Hunter's business partner, who set up nearly two dozen shell companies to funnel millions of dirty dollars to his family. The question was relevant to U.S. national security and interests, but no one showed interest, except the right, the conservatives. And there were things that conservatives could have done. I won't name names, but I was profoundly disappointed in some of our own representatives for remaining silent. When the leftist Democrats on Capitol Hill got news of the phone call, they started impeachment proceedings immediately against Trump. They don't like Trump. They hate Trump. They hate what he stands for. He a, has a, a record of brokenness. He has not lived well as far as his morality and so on. I mean, we know that. I'm not suggesting otherwise, except I'm just saying they hate him so much that they spend all of their time and much of our taxpayer money looking for opportunities to try to bring him down and eliminate this man. I've never seen anything like it. In history, it reminds me of some of the cases and some of the situations that were happening in the Roman Empire as the empire was collapsing. Well, when they got the news of this phone call, they started impeachment proceedings immediately. They argued he was improperly using the government to go after his top political opponent, Joe Biden, the Democratic nominee for the president at the time. Just pause and sit on that just for a second. They were saying that he was out to take out his top political opponent, Joe Biden. Keep that in mind. More than three years later, that standard doesn't apply when Democrats are in power. Now it's, oh no, we can't have that. And they are using the power of their office that they were apparently or supposedly elected to, to silence and take out their political opponent. Donald Trump has been indicted in this classified document investigation. 
The images of the FBI agents ransacking Mar-a-Lago last August have been burned into the memories of America. I mean, none of us that pay attention to such things can forget that. There are over 38 counts in this indictment constituting seven federal charges against the former president if convicted on all counts. Trump faces 75 years behind bars. Counts 1 through 31, the bulk of the indictment, falls under the willful retention of national defense information. That's a charge with a maximum prison sentence of 10 years. Yet the term of imprisonment isn't the only issue here. The trial and the legal pressure the Biden Department of Justice is forcing Trump to shoulder is designed to break Trump personally, his will, and even his fortune. Hillary, Joe Biden, Mike Pence... Only the Lord knows who else have classified documents in their homes, their offices, other places, maybe in the trunk of their car. I I don't know. But, I mean, everybody has documents. Should they have? No, probably not. But nobody has gotten all worked up about this until they saw an opportunity to take down Trump. Again, take Trump out of the mix for a moment, and anyone who would be treated like that, who is running for political office, that is a, a, a cancer in our nation, in our system of living, our system of laws. It's a sham. The Biden people are not seeking justice. They simply want to take out Trump. Many people are saying in the last few days, I've noticed some very well-read commentators are saying they're not after justice. I mean, we, we all knew that. They say they just want Trump to quit. And some others are saying, well, they want him to plea and work out a deal and they'll let him off the hook if he'll go away and be quiet. That's not going to happen. Trump being a billionaire is the only reason he can soak up these legal actions. The costs are astronomical and they're going to be. Most families would be bankrupt by now. The justice, Or they would just walk away. But the Justice Department's witch hunts have bankrupted many of former uh, President Trump's aides. Trump now faces two trials. He makes an appearance this week in Miami. This one for classified materials at Mar-a-Lago and the Stormy Daniels indictment from Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. Both are opening acts of this anti-Trump political theater that's going on in our country today. Though the classified document indictment is the more serious, Trump allegedly showed maps of classified military operations to persons, they are saying, in advance of any court proceedings that are coming. If you want to indict Trump on this stuff, the recordings of him talking talking about the files and the FBI subpoena, he probably should not have been doing that. He should not have been doing it. And um, that helps the federal prosecutors. But generally speaking, he's done nothing different than Biden and probably Obama and Mike Pence, certainly Hillary Clinton. And yet this is different because they want to get him and take him out. Kind of the same spirit that Fox has towards Tucker Carlson. And others to come, I'm sure. Most honest, common people are screaming about the political bias in both these investigations. But that doesn't make the indictments disappear. It's kind of like scream your lungs out, little people. 
That seems to be the left's response. And they chuckle as they walk away. You've seen it. You've sensed that if you watch the news at all. And I know many of you who listen to this program do. The way it sets up now, Trump will be hauled into court for both trials, impacting the Republican Party across the board in 2024. If he should win the nomination, can you even imagine what's going to happen in this nation? I mean, it will be 24-7, and they're using our money, taxpayer money, to take out their political opposition. The real motivator as I said, is simply they want Trump to quit, to go away, to get lost. But not many people are saying that out loud. Some are now, especially this past weekend. But MSNBC host Rachel Maydow, and I'm not a fan of hers at all, I can tell you, but she's a leftist. But she had another take on the indictment, one that falls into the saying the quiet part out loud category. She suggested that the DOJ could make a deal with Trump. Drop out of the presidential race and we'll nix the charges. I think they would make that deal. I'm absolutely certain Trump will not. I don't know Trump. I've never met Trump. But one of his former uh, attorneys is saying that taking a plea in the classified documents handling case will not happen. She said, you plea when you've done something wrong and when you have no shot. Trump attorney Alina Habab she told Fox News' Shannon Bream yesterday, she said he's not going to play games with them. He's not going to plea. She said that's an admission of guilt. He will never admit guilt because he isn't guilty of anything other than what others have done and no one in recent history, no one, no part of the justice system has even paid attention to it, much less done anything about it. She said he will not plea, he will not drop out of the presidential race. So that's the resolve on the part of Trump. People without this strong constitution that he has, whether you support him or not, we're talking about an issue that is is further ripping America. We are a nation divided for sure. But others are suggesting the same thing. They, they're saying, well, why doesn't he just just make a plea deal and the Biden justice people, non-justice people, they'll be happy to make a deal with him and then they can rejoice and move on and drag Joe across the finish line again and he'll be president again. Sometimes he doesn't even know where he is. He's having a hard time walking. I mean, it's increasingly so. Derek Hunter wrote <clears throat> wrote over the weekend, he said, having no discernible skills pays well, as does offering no goods or services to your customers. He said, if that sounds odd, let me add a caveat, if you're a Biden. He goes on to say in his article for Town Hall, he said, the, the family of President Joe Biden has managed to rake in millions upon millions of dollars, a lot of which comes from the foreign companies and governments without registering as a foreign agent or seemingly providing literally anything in return. That's a pretty sweet deal. The Biden family business model appears to to be about as complex as, he says, as winning the publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes, only more lucrative. That's funny, but it's true. 
Normally, when a politician who brags about being the poorest member of Congress buys an estate built by the DuPont family, it raises some questions, especially when the salary of that politician was all that he had as income. And a career in politics is not guaranteed to last. It raises some questions. But Joe did that and more. He now owns several mansions in Delaware, including a more than 6,500-square-foot estate in wealthy Greenville and a $2.7 million oceanfront mansion in Rehoboth Beach. This is not to mention the estimated $20,000 per month Joe paid to rent a 12,000-square-foot mansion in McLean, uh, Virginia, after leaving the vice presidency. He sure had access to a lot of money for a poor public servant, didn't he? Hunter writes. That should raise a few questions, just as how his kids and brother, who can't really hold real jobs, managed to parlay a complete lack of skills, ability, and knowledge into more money than the typical American family will see over a generation. How does that work? We know how it works. Most everybody in this country knows, even the left who elect people like President Biden. They know. Am I saying the Biden family is the most corrupt in all politics? Derek Hunter writes, he said, it sure seems that way, but he said, actually, they aren't. He said, the most corrupt entity in politics, he said, that title is reserved for the media, willingly ignoring even the prospect of Biden's corruption. It's true. It's one thing to suspect corruption. It's another entirely to ignore it, even even the possibility of corruption. That's what's going on. The three broadcast networks, ABC, CBS, NBC, did not bother to mention the allegation that President Biden received $5 million from Burisma, that corrupt Ukrainian oil company. They paid his son a fortune. Sure, it's an allegation, but there's sure a lot of of more than an allegation against Donald Trump that won't warrant stopping all the presses and breathlessly repeating. I've been watching local news in different markets lately, and they're all saying the same thing, and they're just breathlessly saying, oh, my goodness, how can a president of the United States do this? Well, Joe Biden is raking in millions of dollars from third world and developing countries selling influence. His son sells the influence, and he comes through. He got the guy that was looking into the Burisma fired a couple of years ago when he was vice president, as you'll remember. He gave them six hours to fire him or he was going to hold up uh, aid from the United States to the Ukraine. They're afraid of what they might uncover if they looked, even casually, if they looked at his web of lies. The press simply will not look into it. They do not exist as a news organization. They do not exist to deliver the truth to the American people. They exist today to facilitate a leftist, humanist, Marxist ideology and to foist it upon this nation that was founded under God. Winthrop and the people that landed on these shores came with with the intent of, of building a nation under God that was committed to the values and the principles of righteousness and God's word. And they did so. And we were blessed. And we prospered. And we were free. Now what's going on in America is an attack on that very freedom. 
And that's why we need to be talking about it. Thank you for allowing me to talk about it with your support and your listening. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. We'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.